Hello, and welcome to the very first episode of Mom Recaps, where my mother, Juanita, recaps TV shows, film, and anything else that I ask her to do, or that she's feeling inclined to do so. So, Juanita, I will turn it over to you. We are going to be recapping episode 7 from Tales from the Loop, found on Amazon Prime. I have never seen this episode, but my mother has told me lots about it, and it kind of inspired me to make a podcast where my mom tells me about stuff, because she's really good at recapping stuff in a very animated fashion, so I thought that we would let the world enjoy it. So I will turn it over to my mother, Juanita. So you know how much I love science fiction. I'm loving this series, The Loop. It's all just so different. And things are happening every week. So this particular episode, of which I cannot remember anybody's name, so we're just going to call the kid that I'm going to be talking about, Mark, and I hope that maybe I can learn his name later. It opens with a scene. They are sitting on a dock looking across an, a huge lake. And the two, there's two boys, there's three boys, but the two boys are talking to, let's say, Mark, and they're telling him about what they know about this island. Apparently, he's heard stuff from his father who is involved in this place called the Loop. And the Loop is a place that deals with extraterrestrial life and afterlife and all of these things that deal with space. And it's just really cool stuff. And they work underground and they don't talk about their jobs or what they do. So even their spouses, unless they work at the Loop, don't know what they're doing and so it's just really all this neat stuff and it's set in this drop of maybe like the 70s 60s and 70s but this particular era which you don't find out until later was in the 60s and so I'll get to that in just a minute of why we can tell the difference and so Mark is sitting there and Mark is peeling an apple with a knife and he's listening to these boys tell about all of these tales that they've heard on this island and the one guy says my sister says that a monster lives on that island and mark says my dad says i'm never supposed to go there he didn't tell me why but he just says it's forbidden for me to go there and they're like oh really forbidden well i think we should go there so mark is this very unassuming he wants friends and so you see these two boys look at each other like we're going to get him to go and they do get him to go so they put across the lake this humongous lake in search of this monster so they get to the island and mark gets out and he's walking crunching through the rocks and he's looking at them and they hand him this rod like thing it looks like those sticks that you break into and they light up except this is an electric stick and it does like a shock thing and it will help him if the monster tries to attack him and so he turns around to say something to these two boys because they hear something in the woods and they get in the boat and they're gone so now they're leaving mark on the island and they're he's he's there and you just see the fear in his face and he's like okay i'm here so he starts going through all of this uh, leaf foliage it kind of looks like the lost island in hawaii you know the one that they used in that series it's all lush and green and so you're hearing him crunch 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 through the island and he's looking around and he hears this something in a distance he hears like this and so he thinks it's a bird 
But then the, he hears this noise all night. Well, now it's getting dark and it's raining. And so Mark reaches down to get something. And he's bitten by a snake. He doesn't know what he's bitten by, though. And though so then he's bitten and his arm starts to swell and starts to rain really, really bad. And so Mark has to look for shelter. And so he's going through these different, looks like they're booby traps or something, you know, like little cans dangling, dang, dang, dang. And it hits him in the head. And so he finally finds this um, little, it's kind of like a squirrel would live. It's like a little, it's, it's just this little burry, burrow place. And he climbs under it and he puts these sticks up. And oh, his arm is hurting. He's holding his arm because it's swelling. And he's been snake bitten, but you don't know he's been snake bitten. You don't know what bit him yet. You can only imagine because he's on Well, then, I mean, the clouds and all of the rain, and it rains all night long, and it's horrible. And he hears this awful sound all night, like, and I mean, it gets louder and louder and louder, and it scares him to death. So he shakes all night long. I felt so bad for him. I just needed his mom there. And so he was laying there shaking like a little puppy, and so he's really scared. So the next morning, he gets up, and the sun is shining and he's going through the woods and he steps on one of these um, traps and it gets a shoe. And so, slap, he's got a shoe. Now he lost a shoe. He's got a snake bite. He's holding on his bite. I'm thinking it's a snake bite. We still don't know what kind of bite it is, but it had to be a snake bite. So anyway, so then he's over this fire and he's he's getting warm and he look he feels you know how like you know something's behind you but you don't see it and then you feel it and then you look and it's there well this horrible half rotting resting creature is like hanging there it's just hanging it's like his its head's hanging its arms hanging half off it's a robot it's a disintegrating robot that has been left on that island that has created life for itself. And so, Mark, my dear friend, whom I cannot remember his name, but he's over the fire. He doesn't have gloves on, you know, like street homeless people are warming their hands and stuff. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to stereotype, but that, that's the only way I can get your mind around what kind of gloves he didn't have on. He didn't have any gloves on. He was just warming his hands. And this creature comes over, and, and this creature does this, thing at him and he doesn't move and the same time that they look at each other and they see one another for who they really are mark is in pain and vulnerable and he has a snake bite and then he hears his friends those mean boys came back to get him in the boat and they're calling his name mark mark and so he almost misses them and he's running 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 he's tripping because he only has a sock and one shoe and a sock on and so he's running he's tripping over all of these booby traps that this creature has created because he's scared of people he's really not going to hurt anybody he's scared himself and so what happens is he he faints. He gets over to the side where the boys are already gone again. And he's like, I'm going to die on this island. And splat in the water he goes. Splash. He goes in the water. And so when he goes, he lays there. And you think that he's dying. You think that he's dead. And all of a sudden, then Mark wakes up in the hospital. And do you know when he wakes up, he only has one arm and a half? He has a nub. It was a snake bite. It was awful. His poor mom comes in and she's like, well, um, you know, um, I'm so glad uh, that you're alive. 
and his dad, this is what his dad says to him. His dad, who is the scientist who created the loop, comes in and he looks at Mark and he says to Mark, you shouldn't have gone. I mean, what kind of a dad looks at a one-nubbed kid and says, you shouldn't have gone? I hated him from that moment. I was mad at his dad. Well, then I'm looking around. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I know who this is because then the next scene, he's getting an electronic arm. <laughs> clip, 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 clip. This lady has created him a hand. And then we flip in to he's a grown man and he's walking around with this electronic robotic hand. And so one night after dinner, his wife looks at him and he's looking at his hand and it's malfunctioning, you know. It's not working anymore because it's been 50 years, you know since he was on that island. And so his he went to the doctor and she goes, there, there are newer models. You can get a newer model. And you just see like this little light bulb pop goes off in his head. And he's like, hmm, I don't know. I like my arm. And so he never would tell his kids why he, how he got an electronic, a robotic arm. He never would tell him the truth. And his wife's like, behind closed doors, she's like, why don't you just tell him that you got a snake bite? That's when he really learned that it was a snake bite. I'm like, anybody would know it's a snake bite, but, but she just let, you know, the cat out of the bag. And so when, when she said that, he's like, I don't know. I just don't feel like I can tell them. Well, then all of this stuff starts coming back to him. His dad had since died, the man who was like, he shouldn't have gone. So he's dead now, and let's don't even talk about that. So anyway, so Mark decides that he's going to go on this quest, and he's going to face this monster. He, The reason I think he decides to go is because he hears his son. Oh, and I don't know his name either. Anyway, here's his son in the room playing with that electronic device that possibly could kill you if you touched it. And he's like, that's not a toy. Don't play with it. So he's looking at it and he's recapping all of these things that he remembers from that horrible night. Well, then the next scene is Mark is in the boat as a grown man going across the lake again by himself. He's crunching through the grass. The traps are still set. And then he hears all that sound again. All this horrible sound. There's a fire burning. This little dude, he must build a fire every night because there's a fire in the stove. It's not a stove. It's a barrel where you burn trash. And so Mark, apparently, he's cold because it's early in the morning. And so he puts his robotic hand over the fire and his real hand, and he's, he's standing there warming his hands. And again, he gets that feeling, somebody's watching me. And he looks at this creature, and this creature is even more dilapidated than, dilapidated? Is that, is that a word? I think it's pronounced dilapidated. Thank you very much. Dilapidated. Yes, thank you very much. Anyway, he's looking at this creature who's even in worse shape and more rusted because of all the rain and all the years, and he didn't have proper shelter. And, I mean, this poor creature's arm now is hanging off his head, kind of reminds you of that emoji that goes, like when you're trying to tell your friends you're crazy or you're feeling funny. Um, he looks like that. His eye, like one of them is in the back of his head, and he's like, he comes over, and I didn't even get, he's got like these... Um, uh, lights that shoot through his face. I don't know if he had teeth or not. Probably not. He just kind of had like this half smile. And so Mark is faced 
with this creature that his father built. Well, guess what his mother said? Because Mark was at breakfast with her. Wait a minute. Rewind a minute. Because he was at breakfast with her before. And, and she said, he goes, why did dad put the creature on the island? Was he afraid that he would hurt other people? Do you know what the mother said? No, he was not afraid that that creature would hurt people. That mother said she that that the father was afraid that the creature, somebody would hurt that creature. He had no idea what he had built. He had built a monster. So we can talk about Frankenstein next because they have a lot in common. So anyway, back to the island and back to the eye contact. And Mark was so, just knowing that his father had created him, knowing that his father had love for that creature more than him, he just popped his arm right off of his nub <laughs> and threw it in front of the creature like a bone to a dog. And it goes off until the next episode. Don't you want to watch it? Oh, yeah. That was, that was as entertaining as the first time that you told me this. She gave me more detail this time, actually. There was a lot of stuff that happened this time that did not happen in when she told me about this and I got the idea for it. But that, that was absolutely delightful. I hope you all have enjoyed this as much as I have. Please share this with anybody else who you think would enjoy this as much as I have. Because, again, this is wonderful. Just share share for love of your mother. I do love my mom. I, I am in no way making fun of my mother You're in making this. No, we're not making fun of my mother. My mother is wonderful, and we love her. And that's why we're doing this, because we need to share her stories. It's wonderful, and we all love it. All right. These well, stories. well, these these are of her recapping. So as as she accidentally promised, our next episode will be about the National Theater's production of Frankenstein. So tune back in if you're excited to hear about that. Until then, stay safe and healthy. Sending all the good vibes and love. My mom says she loves you all so so much. No. no? Love your mom. Oh, and <laughs> make sure you go hug your mother. Happy Mother's Day. It's on Sunday, isn't it? Yep, it's quarantine. I don't know what day it is. So, thank you all so much for listening, and we will see you next time. Bye!